Well, you may be seated a second. I want to introduce someone. Jordan, come up here just a second. This is my friend Jordan Alsop. Now, I've told you about Jordan. You may not remember the story, but uh, this is son Hunter right here. A vital part. Hi, Hunter. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good? Uh, some of you may have come in and you noticed a big black bus sitting on the parking lot. Uh, that is what is called Clean Up. It's a ministry that Jordan started some years ago, for God put this on his heart, to minister to those that were his neighbors. And his neighbors is that all neighbors are welcome. And you're to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jordan started with an RV. He bought an RV. And he said, the Lord told us to bring people into our home. So he took this RV and he started parking it around Dallas and Fort Worth and inviting Many of his neighbors, those that were on the streets and others, they didn't have access to a shower. He invited them into his home to take a shower. And he would give them a little time in that RV and he would just line people up and they would come in and clean up and take a shower. God put it on his heart not long after that uh, to buy another bus and to create a clause closet. And he would go and park that bus and allow people to come in and get clothes, that fresh clothes that they just desperately needed. One for men and one for women. And then he opened up this bus that I trust you'll go see today. And it's his barber bus. He created a barber shop. And he goes to Fort Worth, goes to several places. Just tell us where you go here in Fort Worth. Yeah, so we actually partner with a lot of organizations downtown, Salvation Army, Morris Foundation, um, several of the key organizations that are right downtown, but then we've also begun partnering with a lot of apartment complexes because we see the need is much more than just what we physically can see with our eyes. There's a huge need, and that's where All Neighbors Welcome has, has been matriculating and coming in. So we, again, with Samaritan House, with uh, LVT Rise, which focuses on Las Vegas Trail on the um, west side of Fort Worth. And so we really are trying to hit as many as we can. Anyone who's willing to receive from cleanup is who we call a neighbor. All right. Now, this is what he does. This is his, I mean, this, he puts his all into this. And if you go and you'll be able to see that bus as you, when you leave here today, he'll have it parked in a place where you could go in and look at his, got a couple of barber chairs and uh, he has even a, you know, washer. I don't know if this has got the washer and dryer in it. or is... We took those out to put more chairs in. Oh, put more barber chairs in. Because yeah. he's doing a lot of hair. He does all these haircuts himself. And uh, so it's just a great ministry that I've told you about. And, and maybe somebody wants to get involved with what Jordan's doing. So just look him up and see what God is doing through cleanup. Look it up online. And you can see what God is doing through this ministry. We seek to reach neighbors and give them some dignity and introduce them to the one who wants to give them life. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jordan. Love you, my friend. And that's Aaron, his sister, right there. And I'm just going to put this. Here we go. Can I say something to you? A few weeks ago when I paid you a visit, I just came to church. I tell you my story. I woke up on a Sunday morning and I didn't have a place to go. I, I didn't, wasn't, uh, didn't have an appointment at a church. I wasn't going to preach anywhere. So I thought, I want to go to church somewhere. Where do I want to go this morning? And I thought, well, I'm going to go see Pastor Jeff and the Turning Point family. And 
uh, I said, Pastor Jeff wants to show me his new studio. And so I'll just go early and, and I'll uh, just enjoy my time. I love to come here and just enjoy you and, your, and the, your presence and the presence of the Lord in this place. Well, I got up. My first dilemma was I got in my closet and I thought, man, what am I going to wear to church today? It took me a while to decide. And finally, I decided, got my clothes on, got in the car, started driving out this way. I get on I-20 from Grand Prairie and I come this way. And all of a sudden, traffic stopped. I mean, it was at a dead still. I said, uh-oh, something's happened. I looked up and I saw lights flashing. And we were just standing there. And, and, and I was looking at my watch. Uh-oh, getting closer to church time. I thought I was going to get there early, but it looks like I may be late. Then I saw everybody having to get off a certain exit. They were like making everybody get off. I said, this isn't good. Something bad's happened up there. They made us get off and go down a few miles and turn back around and get around what the incident was. And I thought, well, I'm going to be late to church. I just think I'll just go home and watch it online. But something in me said, no, just kind of press on through. And finally, we got around the situation. And uh, as I said, I knew it wasn't a good situation. I looked and I realized somebody probably lost their life. And I thought to myself, here I am going to church and we're going to be preaching life. And here somebody is going into eternity. And a heaviness came on me. And again, I thought, well, I think I'll just turn around and go home. But I pressed on anyway, and I got here to church right on time. And I sit down over here, and I begin to look around, and I saw somebody had walked in, uh, in a, with, holding a walker. I mean, they were walking with a walker. And I saw somebody get wheeled in in a wheelchair. And I got home that afternoon, and I thought, Lord, I want one day to go back the church. I knew there'd be a day I would come here and I would preach again and I had something I wanted to say to you. I wanted to say thank you. I know it's not easy on Sunday morning to get up and get to church. I thought about the man that came in on the walker, the one that came in in the wheelchair. That wasn't an easy thing to do. I thought about the single mothers who get up on Sunday morning and have to get their children ready to go to church, and I guarantee there are times the children are not cooperative. But the mother goes ahead and gets them, gets them into children's church, gets them into the nursery, and comes into the service for a time of some time with the Lord. I thought about the senior adults. I know it's not easy for senior adults sometimes to get up, not feeling so well, few aches and pains, but you press on and you get to church. I think about the widow and the widower. They come alone. Nobody coming with them. But they make a decision. I'm going to church. Thought about the young people who today the pressure on young people is enormous. Not to be a part of a church. Don't you know what church is like? Why would you want to go there? But they press on and come anyway. And I just wanted to say something to you. I saw myself saying, thank you for not forsaking assembling together. Thank you for coming to church. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing what God has asked you to do. It's not easy. And let me just say to those that are watching online, 
I've watched a lot of church services online. And it's not easy sometimes watching church online. There's a lot of distractions at home. I get distracted easy when I'm at home. And if you're watching this service, you're paying attention, you've engaged in worship, God bless you. And thank you for being a part of this service. I believe, matter of fact, I know God's got a word for you today. And for every one of us that's here. As I was praying over this particular service, I, God had stirred something in my heart some time ago. And I said, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to preach. That's what I felt like the Lord wanted me to preach. And I've entitled it, The Miracle of Peace. The Miracle of Peace. And I'm going to give you several scriptures. I'm going to ask you to get your phone out, if you've got your phone, where you can look up scriptures, because I'm going to be uh, reading a scripture out of the Amplified Bible, unless you have an Amplified Bible. But you can get that on your phone. And uh, I'm going to read something to you that I've been meditating on now for several months. And usually God will give me a scripture, he'll highlight a scripture, it'll be a scripture I've read a hundred times or more, thousands of times. But all of a sudden I read it and it just jumps off the pages and into my life. And then I just meditate on it. I know it's for me, so I meditate on it, I meditate on it, and I get it down in me. And that's what this one scripture I'm going to share with you here in just a moment has done along with these others. Because I believe there are people in this room right now, you desperately need to experience the peace of God. We are living in a crazy world. It's a world I don't recognize. And there are times that I get out of sorts when I hear things are going on in our society, in our world. And I ran across this scripture. Now, Jesus knew something. How about that? He knew that what we would need, what his disciples were going to need, was his peace. He came to his disciples. He knew he was on his way to be crucified. And he came to his disciples... And he said this, and I'm going to read to you out of John chapter 14, verse 27. I'll give you time to look that up if you've got your phones. John 14, verse 27. going to be reading out of the Amplified Bible. Now, if you don't know anything about the Amplified Bible, if you're new in the faith, let me just say, the Amplified Bible is one of my favorite study Bibles. The Amplified Bible amplifies the scripture. It takes Hebrew words and Greek words and it will define them within the scripture itself. And this is one that I want you to write this down. I, I've written it on a card. I carry it with me. I've got it in my phone. I pick it up and read it even when I'm driving around. Every once in a while I need it. I grab it and I'm tr- doing my best to memorize this. John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking to disciples, knowing he's about to leave them. And he says this, peace I leave with you. Now get this, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. 
Think about that right there. Jesus said, this is my peace. The peace that I've had when I walked on this earth for 33 years. It's the peace, my own peace. The one God gave me while I was walking in this human flesh. It's the peace that allowed me to take a nap when we were in the midst of a storm. And all my disciples thought they were going to die. I had peace. I was taking a nap. He said it was peace that God has given me that I'm going to give to you now. The peace that when people talked to stoning me and throwing me over the cliff, I just simply walked through the midst of them. It was the peace that carried him through the crucifixion. And on that cross, he was not concerned with himself. He was concerned about his mother. He was concerned about the thief on his right-hand side. He was concerned about those who had crucified him. When he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He said, that's the peace. I'm going to will that to you. I'm putting that in my will. That's for you. Now listen to this. Now, it's not as the world do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He knew what they were about to go through. He was about to be crucified, and he was about to leave his friends. Don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now listen to the amplified version of that, okay? This is what it means not to be troubled or afraid. Stop Allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. That's what that verse means. And I don't know about you, I need that verse. Almost, I mean not almost every day, every day. I turn on the news, I hear something that agitates me. I hear something that disturbs me. I hear something that is trying to make me afraid and make me a coward. I hear something that's making me unsettled. But I read this verse and Jesus said, listen to me. I bequeath something to you. My peace, my own peace, I want you to have it when I leave. And I don't want you to be agitated. I don't want you to be disturbed. I don't want you to be fearful and intimidated. I don't want you to be cowardly and unsettled. I want you to accept my peace as a gift. I'm giving you my peace. Today, the Lord sent me here to let you know that he has a gift for you. And that gift is a gift of peace. He knew that's what his disciples were going to need more than anything else. What happened after he was crucified and resurrected from the dead? Where were his disciples? In an upper room with a door locked because of fear. You know where they should have been? You know, Jesus told his disciples, his followers, five times. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Five times he told them, Hey, I'm going to be crucified, but don't worry. I'm going to be buried, but I'm going to be raised from the dead. He told them that five times. But someone, it never, it never sunk in. You know where they should have been on that Sunday morning? All of them should have been near that tomb. 
Just waiting. He said he's going to rise again. He said he's going to rise again. They should have been worshiping, just waiting for him to rise again. But where were they? In an upper room where the door locked because of fear. And Jesus walks in the midst of them. And he walked right through the wall. And he stood. And what did he say to them? Peace. I say to you. Again, I say peace. He knew what they needed more than anything else. And they needed his peace. And I thought, you know what, Lord, I need more than anything else right now. Living in these days, in these last days, I need your peace. And Lord, I, and I do this, I did this on the way here. Lord, I've got your peace. Your peace is my gift. I received that gift of peace today. God's gift to you is his peace. For we leave here today, you're going to experience peace. It's not the peace the world gives you. The Lord may change your circumstances, give you a little peace, but he may not. Your circumstances may rile up a little bit. They may not get better. But in the midst of it, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of that divorce that you did not want, you can walk in peace. In the midst of that doctor's report, when he gives you not so good a report, you can walk in what? Peace. And people are going to look at you and say, how can you, how can you, Live like that. How can you have that smile on your face? Didn't you hear that we're in a pandemic? Didn't you hear monkeypox is on its way? Didn't you hear we're running out of gas? Didn't you hear running out of money? Didn't you hear? I don't live for this world. God's gift, God's peace is a gift. The peace of God, let me tell you, is our goal. Listen to this, 2 Peter 3.14. So beloved, since you are expecting these things, that is the coming of the Lord, be eager to be found by Him at His coming without spot or blemish and at peace. When Jesus comes, He wants to find us walking in peace, being serene, confident, free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. My goal is to walk in the peace of God. The peace of God is my guard. Listen to this. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance... Let me read that again. In every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And what's going to happen? And God's peace shall be that tranquil state of soul assured of salvation through Christ, so fearing nothing from God, being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort it is, that peace 
which transcends all understanding, shall garrison, shall mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Oh, I need that right now. I want His peace to guard my heart, for out of my heart flows the issues of life. His peace is my guard. And the peace of God is also my guide. Listen to this. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace, that soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule, that is, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body you are also called to live. And be thankful, be appreciative, giving praise to God always. And the peace of God will guide us. It'll act as the umpire in our heart. When you got a question, you just go to God and His peace will tell you what to do. If you don't have peace, don't go. If you have peace, move forward. And I rely on that. I get in a situation, I, I just, I feel uneasy. And if I move on in that uneasiness, it could be that I'm, I'm quenching the Holy Spirit that's trying to tell me something. And I want Him to rule my heart. I want Him to guide me, tell me which direction to go. And that's all about the peace of God. And the Lord said today, I want to give my people peace. I want them to understand I've given it to them. It's theirs. I began to say, God, I need your peace. He said, I've given you my peace. I give it to you as a gift. It's written in my will. It's yours. Now, let him, let him walk in peace. What does it say? Stop allowing yourselves to be at, stop it. And I have to speak to myself quite often when I get a little upset. Stop it. That's not God. That agitation is not God. That unsettledness I feel, that's not God. That's the devil, or it's just my flesh. My flesh acts up quite a bit. And I have to say, stop it. That's not what Jesus came to give me. He came to give me peace. And I want to walk in peace. You think about Isaiah. Isaiah was looking back. He was looking down through history. He started prophesying. And he prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. What did he say? His name, he's looking, he sees the Messiah coming. His name shall be called what? Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and what? The Prince of Peace. I said, I see him coming. He's going to be known as the Prince of Peace. What were the angels declaring? The angels, along with all the great host of heaven, when Jesus was born, he said, peace on earth, goodwill to men. The angels were declaring, he's come with peace. Now, he stirred up a little trouble while he was here on this earth, so much so they crucified him. But in the midst of all of that, he was walking in peace. The peace of God. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he himself is our 
peace. He came and preached peace to you. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, complete peace, whose what? Whose mind is stayed on you. Ho, ho, ho. Do I ever have to fight for that? To keep my mind on the Lord and on His Word. I do it every morning. I, I woke up early this morning and I sent out a text to a group of pastors across the nation. And I get up early on Sunday morning, send that text out. And I couldn't wait to get through with that so I could go to the place of prayer. I love to pray. I just love to get in His presence. And I was fighting excitement welling up in me. I've got a, and I don't have time to go through it, but I, I've got a routine I go through when I pray, and it gets me excited. I, I'm resting in Him. And I, I wake up and I say, Lord, I get to talk to heaven today. I get to speak with you. I get to declare your kingdom come, your will be done. I get to walk in your peace. And I get to go preach today. That's what I said to him this morning. I get to go to Turning Point Church. Preach this word to your people. And it's an honor. Put that on my Facebook post. I have the honor of preaching today. Turning Point Church. It's a privilege to come here and share with you what the Lord shared with me to share with you. And today it's that word about peace. 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 Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Ooh, some of you need that peace. And the Lord said they can experience it. It's theirs. I want them to have it. It's the very peace I had when I walked on this earth. I don't need it now. I'm in heaven. They need it. I know I need it. And I know you need it. I know that are watching us online. You need his peace right now. And the Lord's about to release a manifestation of his peace in our hearts. I have no doubt. Sometimes I give an invitation. I think, well, that's for a few people. No, this is for every one of us. It's not just for one or two people. This is for all of us. This is for me. I need it. And I want it. And I'm declaring I'm going to receive his peace today. How about you? You want it? It's yours. Can I ask you to stand with me? Just stand up with me. We're going to go to a time of prayer right now. Some of you are in great turmoil here this morning. You barely got here, but you're here. You almost got talked out of coming. You almost talked yourself out of it. But the Holy Spirit just pushed you, pushed you. He said, okay, I'll, I'll go.
Aren't you glad you did? Jesus had a gift waiting for you right here in this place. The gift of his peace. Do something just a little bit different here as we close. Now, if you're visiting with us, this may be a little strange, but I'm going to ask you if you would. Would you get in groups of three or four? Just make a little circle right around or turn around and, and look at your neighbor. And just, would you just get in groups? I want us to pray for each other here this morning. Some of you got great peace that needs to be imparted to someone. Now, we usually don't do service like this, but I wanted you to get involved. I want you to begin to pray just for that person you're touching right now. And all you can say is, Lord, give them your peace. Peace. Just speak that word peace over them right now. Let's pray for each other. Just lift up your voice. Lord, I just speak peace over everyone in this room today. Lord, it's supernatural. Lord, it's a miracle. It's something only you can give us, Lord. Lord, we just speak peace right now. Lord, peace to that single mother. Peace, Lord, to that single father. Peace to that grandmother, Lord. Peace to that young person, Lord. Peace. Lord, thank you for the gift of peace. Thank you, Lord, for allowing the peace of God to guard our heart, to guide us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Now just lift up your hands and say, Lord, I receive your peace. Lord, I receive your peace over my mind, over my heart, over my circumstances. Peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name. Now look at me. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Now, I'm going to encourage you to walk in that peace. And don't just walk in it. I want you to give that peace to someone else. It's in you. And who is that peace? Jesus is that peace. And I really believe you can impart your peace to somebody in, that's in turmoil. And I guarantee we're going to run into people that are in turmoil. We're going to run into people that are agitated and upset and unsettled. We're going to run into people like that. Tomorrow at work or maybe when you get home. Speak that over your children. Peace. Jesus looked at his disciples in that storm and said, What are you so fearful? Didn't I tell you we were going to the other side? Where is your faith? And he stood up, looked at that old storm. And what did he say? Peace. Be still. 
Sometimes you just got to lift up your voice and say, peace, be still. Well, I don't want to leave, but and I'm, I'm letting you a little early. But I want you to go, I think Jordan has brought his, I don't I hope he's brought his bus around. I want you to take a look at his barber bus. Some of you may want to get involved in that ministry to help bring hope and help to others, to his neighbors. Jordan always says, and his saying is, we don't get to choose our neighbors, but we do get to choose whether we serve our neighbors or not. And I'm telling you, if you've got things going on in your life, when you give to others, you're going to find something happens on the inside of you. When you bring peace to them by helping them out, something good's going to happen to you. I'm going to speak a word of peace, and it's the blessing found in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. It just simply says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. I don't know about you, I received that blessing from the Lord. Lord, I say thank you for your peace. We're going to leave this place for the peace of God ruling our hearts and our minds. And Lord, we're going to give this peace to someone else today for your glory and for their good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming out to church today. I say it again, thank you. Wasn't easy. You made it. Now, look here. 1008. You're through with church. How awesome is that? You're not through with church. I mean, you are the church, but you know what I mean through with this service. Now you can leave here and be a blessing to someone. And I pray for Pastor Jeff and Cynthia. Pray for them. They will experience this peace for the next couple of weeks. They need it. They just need some time to take a deep breath as we all do from time to time. So I just want to say, God bless you. We're going to shout, all right? We're going to shout peace. Jordan's your bus out there? All right. His bus is out there, so see Jordan, because I'm going to release him, and I want them to go look at your bus, all right? All right. Let's shout on the count of three. Let's just shout, peace, peace, wonderful peace. Let's just shout all of that. You ready? One, two, three, peace, peace, wonderful peace. Amen. God bless you.